like a fourth grader trying to write a good ass term paper, they fucked it up. Bust it. Try to do what those ladies tell us Get shot down cause you're overzealous Play hard to get females, get jealous Okay smarty, go to a party Girls are scantily clad and showing body A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her But you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter Next day's function, high class luncheon Food is served and you're stone cold munching Music comes on, people start to dance But then you ate so much, you nearly split your pants A girl starts walking, guys start gawking Sits down next to you and starts talking Says she wanna dance cause she likes to groove So come on fat so and just bust the move Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find. Yet another week. My name is Adam Fortress and uh, flying solo this week, but that's A-OK. Matt was going to come in and do some stuff, but he's got so much on his plate and whatnot. So it's not, you know, these things happen. So I'm flying solo. Probably going to be a little bit shorter show uh, than usual, but, uh, you know. I figure we have to do this, and we have to do this because of you people. And you people, that sounds that sounds pejorative, doesn't it? You know what's wrong is you people. No, but that's actually what is so right is you people. Uh, had a call to action, call to arms, if you will, uh, the last couple weeks here. And uh, you guys, you guys did what you did, man, and you stepped up. And uh, you went to patreon.com slash the film find. And there are now three of you lovely, lovely people uh, who are now actually donators to this show. People that help out. And let me tell you, uh, it's everything. It's everything that helps out because that means so much. And, I, you know, I want to talk about those people. And my stupid thing is not pulling it up enough. Here we go. Uh, so as I said, uh uh, Krista was the first one to uh, to jump up, and she'll always uh, until they until you know <laughs> until the money runs out. She gave she gave some stuff, so I'll be able to see uh, some things in the uh, theater and whatnot. But as long as that still goes, she will get an executive producer <laughs> ship on this show. Uh, but good buddy, longtime Matt Schnapp uh, jumped in at the five dollar level. Uh, Matt, Matt, Matt's just, he's been a fan and a, somebody who's just been supportive of everything that we do, be it, uh, the film find, be it, uh, hero movie podcast and stuff. Hell of a guy. Always, always here to back us up. And honest to goodness, this next guy here is pretty much the guy who runs the gamut of, of supporting the things that we do to an unbelievable level. Uh, Micah Hunter, a.k.a. Rocket Face. Rocket Face has jumped in at the $10 level. You, sir, are the executive producer of this here program. And uh, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, so thanks to you guys. It looks like we're just about to, the, after Patreon gets their vig, you know how that is. Uh, looks like we've pretty much paid for the bandwidth for this show so far. So fantastic. Goal number one. I'll be honest, I, I you know... And and I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone who goes and you know gives to H and P and stuff like that. And it, it frankly it all goes to the same pot. Uh, but um, for for you guys to not only support you know H and P but to also support the film find as well, that's a huge thing, man. And it, and it means a hell of a lot to me. And that's what I tell people all the time. And and here's the thing: I practice what I preach. You know, I'm not somebody that goes around and says, hey, what you guys just need to all give me money, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's nice. It's nice. And it would be cool if I did that. And, you know, because I believe that I'm offering a service here that I hope is good enough that somebody wants to give me some money to do it. But at the same time, I think it would be wildly hypocritical of me if I wasn't a person who went out and did exactly what I preach. You know, we all have the uh, we all have around, you know, easily five to 25 bucks or something at the end of the month that, you know, we probably would have thrown to something stupid. You know, if you're like my brother, when he was a kid, you would have bought, you know, gum. <laughs> he would buy a lot of gum or just useless crap that would just honest to God be, be, be just done in an hour. And, uh, so, or, or, you know, you'd spend it at Starbucks, you spend it on crap that you wouldn't want. 
But um, if you take, I always say, I always to me, I do it like this: spend twenty, twenty-five bucks, go out and go to the people that you support, people that you listen to, be it podcasts, be it artists, whatever it is. And if everybody did that, there are so many people that could live their lives doing the creative things that they want and helping give other people, uh, you know, entertainment, give other people value, you know, make people's, make people's lives great. So you, you, by doing that, make other people's lives great. I, I donate to about five or six different people per month, uh, just because I believe in what those people do. And it's, to me, it's all kind of a karma thing. You know, I'm not one of those super big kind of, you know, people that believe things like that. But in a weird sense, I kind of do. You know, I, I feel like if you want to, uh, if you want to have something good happen to you, you need to live that kind of life. You need to have that kind of perspective. And, you know, just as do as I say, not as I do is just doesn't work. You know, I feel that, you know, I feel that I need to give back and hopefully other people do as well. So, like, like for the, be it HMP, be it the Film Find, uh, being buying a shirt on Preacher or podcast or whatever. Uh, if you like what we do, man, you know it's a value for value. You don't have to pay anything. The show will always be free. But if you feel like what we do here or anything else that we do uh, brings some sort of value to your to your week, to your month, whatever, you know, let us know. And we'd really appreciate that. And like I said, we do want to take Krista, Rocket Face, and uh, Match Nap just helping us out here, man. Keeping this thing going. And uh, next step is just so we can make sure. Because I, honest to goodness, the next step is where where I really want to be. I'm, I'm super happy to pay to pay the regular <laughs> bandwidth bills. No doubt there. Uh, but the next big uh, one that, that we want to do is being up to getting around that $150 a month area. And with that, we'll be able to have both Matt and I get back on MoviePass so we can you know continue to do what we used to do on this show uh, before MoviePass got wacky. They're, they've gotten back to normal, thank, thankfully. Uh, but it used to be where we'd go with through, and if it was out, we reviewed it. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's gotten expensive to do that. So if we get to that 150 level, you guys will definitely, we'll be getting back to that two, three plus movies a week for you guys to do. And honestly, I, I love doing that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. And that's why, that's why I hated that this show kind of had the little hiatus that it did for the amount of time that it did. Uh, because I absolutely love doing this show. It's fun for me. And uh, hopefully it's fun for you as well. So uh, if you do feel like support, man, just head on down to the film uh, patreon.com slash the film find. Uh, if it's a dollar, five, or, or if you're like Rocket Face, ten bucks or more. Or if or if you're one of those weird people out there who feel like you really need to get, you know, at this point, I'm going to do it for anybody if they want, but hopefully it'll get to a point. Uh, but free advertising essentially, because at 200 bucks, we'll plug whatever you want to do. So if you're a company out there and you want to get your name out there, let me know. But I'll be honest with you. If you were a company and you gave me 10, 20 bucks right now, I'd, I'd say whatever the hell you want me to. <laughs> I'm that desperate, everybody. Uh, so let's talk about today's show. Like I said, piloting the show solo here today. So I, I wanted to have, um, I wanted to have a little bit more than the one movie because we were uh, initially the idea was I'm going to review Dark Tower and uh, Detroit because those were two of the two of the big ones that came out last week. And uh, Matt does want to do just, uh, Detroit, so he's he's a big um, oh what's her nose there Hurt Locker gal. Oh, I don't, my caffeine has not quite kicked in today yet. Um, Catherine Bigelow, that's it. He's a big Catherine Bigelow fan, so I'm sure he wants to do that. So we're gonna we're gonna wait off on that for a week and then uh, come back and do some more stuff as well. So I'm just gonna be covering uh, Dark Tower today, but I wanted to have a little bit more in there as well. So I, I was kind of going through figuring out something to watch, and I was you know kind of scrolling through Netflix, doing what we all all do on Netflix, which is Netflix is an embarrassment of riches. It's a, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's good in as much as, you know, we don't have to go to the movie store anymore. We can all just do it straight from our home. Instant gratification, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but the bad thing about that as well is that is choice. You, you can have too much choice. And I think choice is a big problem, you know, because when you went to the movie store, 
back in the day. You'd look at everything that was there. You'd find something, and you had to make a decision. You made a decision. You took it up to the front. You paid for it. And then you took it back, and you and you took it back home, and you had a certain time with which to watch it. Otherwise, you wasted your money. Or you ended up paying a lot more uh, with late fees and whatnot. So that was always what was good about movie stores, is that you got it, you made a decision, and then you, and then you executed on it because you were on the clock. Uh, with streaming on-demand stuff, be it Amazon or, uh, or Netflix or any of these other things, uh, while it's nice to have, uh, it's a lot harder to also make those decisions and go, what should I watch? I don't know. I feel like I should watch something. And then you also get to the point where it's just like, nothing looks good. Whereas if it were in a movie store and they were like, here are all the choices that you'd have, you'd pick one. You'd pick one and that'd be it. But this, because there's no, because there's no money connected to it, because there's no proper time connected to it, you know, you don't have a, hey, if you don't watch this in the next day, you're either going to be charged more money or you're just not going to be able to watch it at all. You'll turn it back in and then you'll be pissed at yourself because you didn't watch it. Um, th- that's gone. I think we need a little bit more of that back in our lives. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be help. So I, I went back and I decided to, I was kind of flipping through Netflix. And once I finally found something, I, <laughs> I got I'm a sick person. Cause I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to scroll through all the things. And you know how Netflix has those different lines and whatnot. So I picked something on each line that I wanted to watch. I was just like, I'm going to go through all the ones, all the movies that are in this line. If, if it's like, you know, what's hot on Netflix or whatever. I'd go through all that and then I'd stop on something that I thought was good. That was worth watching, right? And then I'd scroll through the next line and then stop on that one and do the exact same process through all the lines until I had, you know, like 15 different ones that I could go, okay, which one of these am I going to watch now? (laughs) So uh, I came across a movie that honestly I have not seen in a long, long time. And that's uh, Inner Space, man. Inner Space, directed by Joe Dante. I'm going to talk about that today as well. Uh, Because that was a movie that I saw as a kid and... um, I didn't. I I remembered a lot, but I didn't remember everything. I mean, it was just like it was like a um, it was very broad strokes. I remember a lot of the major points and stuff like that. I remember a lot of the the key scenes and whatnot. But I was like, let's go back to this. Joe Dante passed not too awful long ago, and uh, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to go back and take a look at one of his uh, one of his pieces there, man? Because the guy the guy put he he put out a hell of a body of work there. And so uh, we're going to cover that today. So uh, that's Inner Space, and we're also going to be talking about The Dark Tower as well. Uh, now, I do want to preface, I am not a Dark Tower, I'm not a, um, I'm not a book reader, as most of you know who listen to this show and my other programs. Um, so I had not read The Dark Tower, not, but, you know... We'll, we'll see what a what an outsider's perspective looks like because I think there's a lot of people that have read the book and have very uh, interesting opinions on them but really don't, uh, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough to take those blinders off, man, and be able to look at something with, with fresh eyes for once. And so uh, I think I've done that. Did it turn out good? Stay tuned, listener. Uh, but let's first of all, let's uh, like I said, we're going to have a little bit of a shorter show today. I've rambled on for quite enough, so I'm sure you're just like, somebody got to a movie that we can talk about. Okay, so uh, first up, uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer for Inner Space. Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants to make history. Supermarket clerk Jack Putter needs a vacation. Sir, I'm sorry, I'm late. That's not good. You know it's coupon day. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll. But something went wrong. And Tuck's about to get a new destination. Inside Jack Putter. I'm in a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed! Now, Jack's got twice the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. 
with Tuck on his side. Chicken boy counts! In his gut. <laughs> and on his case. You're not gonna back groceries all your life, are you, Jack? And only 24 hours left for Jack to get out of danger. So that Tuck can get out of Jack. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, Martin Short. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner Space. All right, that was the trailer for Inner Space. The retro review of this week it is from 1987, directed by Joe Dante, written by uh, Chip Prosser and uh, Jeffrey Bohm. Sure. Uh, IMDb uh, leads as follows. IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and do, as we know. A hapless store clerk must foil criminals to save the life of the man who miniaturized a... Uh, all right, I, let's start again because I, was, I got distracted. <laughs> you got distracted because you're dumb. No. A hapless store clerk must foil criminals to save the life of the man who miniaturized... I swear to God, this is how they wrote it. So it's not me. To save the life of a man who, comma, miniaturized in a secret experiment, comma was accidentally injected to him. That's shittily written. Let's be frank, That that's written like somebody who thought they were doing something good, like a fourth grader trying to write a good-ass term paper. They fucked it up. Uh, starring Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, Meg Ryan, uh, Robert Picardo, and more. Uh, so yeah, man, like I said, it'd been a long time since I'd seen this movie. So 1987, I was, uh, what, five when this thing came out. Uh, so I remember seeing it on video and whatnot. This is rated PG. So today it might, you know, edge out of PG-13 because, uh, you know, you know how times were back then. You could say things like shit and no one really cared. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so... <laughs> the things they could get away with back then. So Dennis Quaid plays Lieutenant Tuck Pendleton. Uh, he's kind of like a, he's, he's an old drunkard at this point. It opens up and he's uh, at this big party and he's drinking. He's falling all over the place. So he's kind of a he's kind of like a, uh, he's a he's kind of a test pilot sort of thing but he's washed up and everybody just is kind of like get out of here you old dowkey. And so he's somebody that's passed his time. But what he, what these people don't know is that he's actually been training for this uh, super top secret experiment and whatnot of uh, the scientists are conducting experiments in miniaturization. So he would the whole plan is to get inside this uh, little kind of space pod, if you will, shrink you down to a size of uh, I don't want to say an atom because they kind of they pick them up with tweezers. I'd say it's a let's say. Uh, quarter of a grain of rice, maybe maybe smaller than that. But somehow, anyway, they can get into your bloodstreams to see pl blood platelets. So I think really the big thing is is that there's a very wild inconsistency in size. So the idea was is they're going to shrink him down, put him inside of a rabbit, and there you go. And then you know he learns they, they learn the intricacies of whatever science plot, <laughs> and uh, so that doesn't exactly go to plan. Uh, because there's somebody in there that that wants the that wants all the secrets, uh, you know. So they've got to go on the run somehow. They end up putting him his shrunken, you know, little uh, ship and everything inside of a syringe. And as they're leaving, a big giant chase ensues. And Martin Short, who plays a restaurant or restaurant a um grocery store, I should know. I've done this job. Uh, plays like a grocery store uh, cashier slash bagger and everything. Who's uh, super stressed out, wants to take a vacation, goes to a uh, travel agency, gets all of his stuff ready to go. As he's leaving, uh, the he runs into the chase where you know the uh, scientist is walking, running around with the uh, the Dennis Quaid there inside of the syringe. Injects him with the syringe, and then everybody is then after Martin Short at a later date, trying to get, trying to get the uh, the miniaturization here so they can get the secrets to yada 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 space mission. You know how it is. And of course, Meg Ryan plays Dennis Quaid's uh, you know beleaguered girlfriend who uh, loves him, but you know doesn't really like to uh, deal with all of his uh, his drunkenness and crazy all that kind of jazz. Um. Now, oh, and we, I forgot, we do get a fantastic, uh, as always, because it's, it's a Joe Dante film, you get a fantastic cameo from uh, from Dick Miller. 
You always got to love Dick Miller. Dick Miller, uh, you know, jumping up in anything, you got to love. Uh, this movie is a lot of fun. So, and of course, once Martin Short is injected uh, with uh, Lieutenant Pendleton, then uh, Pendleton quickly realizes, oh, shoot, I'm not in the rabbit. I'm in a human being. Now, luckily, as, as science would have it, all of his equipment will work and be able to communicate back and forth uh, with, with Martin Short's character, Jack. And uh, so he connects to his optic nerve so he can see what he's seeing. He's attached to his uh, you know, inner ear or whatnot so he can hear him, so he can hear, so they can both hear each other. He can see what he's seeing. And uh, later on, we find out that he could actually even uh, move facial muscles around to. It's, it's so cool in sci fi. Now, this is actually uh, produced, so as I said, directed by. Uh, uh, Joe Dante, produced by Steven Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, Frank Marshall. So when you've got a team like that behind you, you know that you're dealing with something. You, you know you're dealing with a high caliber of uh, of folk here. So all the shots of like the inside of, of, of the body and everything, all through the bloodstream, the organs, and all that stuff, it is top-notch, man. And I'll say this. Something that I was very, very fearful for this, because I'd seen it as a kid, I'd liked it as a kid, and a lot of times when you have these movies that you go back to from your childhood, especially ones that have you know high levels of special effects and stuff, you can be massively disappointed with what you end up seeing. And I was really fearing that that might be the case with this movie, is that we look back and just be like, oh my gosh, this looks so bad. Look at all the horrible compositing. It's like, is this what we're supposed to believe the insides of bodies look like? Ugh, it's got to be horrible. And I got to say, man wildly, wildly surprised. Super, super happy because I'll tell you what, this the thing, as far as like, you know, save for a couple of haircuts and things of that nature, this movie holds up fantastically well. It really, really does. Uh, the special effects are pretty on par. Of course, when you're at the, uh, the lab there and everything, they really... They, they spared no expense in making it look like, you know, a super, you know, advanced scientific lab and all that kind of stuff. It's not cheap. It's not a cheap movie. I want to see how much did this thing cost out of curiosity. Uh, so, now granted, this is, uh, this is the, um, oh wow, interesting. So this is uh, 1987 money here. Budget was $27 million. So back then, that's a pretty hefty budget. Now this is something that I wouldn't have figured uh gross 25 million US. So this technically uh in in television terms and stuff is a bust. Wow. And if I'm not mistaken there was actually a Disney ride of this despite being a Warner Brothers property. Uh I thought there was a Disney ride of this way back in the day, man. So and this is a fairly beloved movie. That's that's interesting. I I would not have figured that. So, you know, with, with all these people behind it, you got that, you know, it's coming out from Amblin. You got Steven Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, Frank Marshall in there. And, of course, you got uh, Peter Gruber and um, John Peters of, uh, you know, Batman and Superman fame, uh, respectively. Uh, so you've got a lot of heavy hitters behind this thing, man. So... It's great, though. It really is great. There's so many people in this, especially um, if you're if you're a big Joe Dante fan. There's so many great Joe Dante uh, regular cameos in this thing. Uh, so I, I always just say keep an eye out for all the cameos. So much fun. But this thing, like I said, it's a blast. It's PG, so you can play it in front of, I'd say any kid probably seven, eight years old should be fine with this. Like I said, it was a PG movie back in the uh, late 80s and stuff, so they may slip in a swear word here or there. But for the most part, if they're not paying attention, they probably won't notice anyway. I know they show, I know for damn sure they showed this uh, uh, when we were in, you know, like daycare or whatever. So we were probably like, you know, six, seven, eight. It's perfectly fine. There's, there's a, um, I, I could have thought, I somehow maybe, maybe I transposed it from something else. I thought there might have been a little bit more sexual undertones in this, but there's really not. I mean, this is a pretty PG movie, um, but it's good. Gosh, it's really a whole lot of fun. Uh, it may be a little over long at two hours, but you know, 
it's a lot of fun. And I, I tell you what, man, every dollar of what they do is up on the screen and uh, it's quite enjoyable. So uh, that's Inner Space. I'm sure most of you out there have seen it, but if it's been a while since you've seen it, I definitely recommend doing it again. It's on Netflix right now, so it's not like you're paying anything. Do yourself a favor, man. Uh, you know, go check out a classic. All right. Next up here, let's go ahead and listen to the trailer for The Dark Tower. For thousands of generations, the gunslingers were knights. Sworn to protect us from the coming of the dark. These visions, as you call them. What do you see? I see a tower. The man in black. And the gunslinger. They're just dreams. They're not real, Jake. There's another world out there. I know there is. Who are you? It's you. You're a gunslinger, right? There are no gunslingers. Not anymore. Why does the man in black want to destroy the tower? The tower protects both our worlds. If it falls, hell will be unleashed. He's like the devil, isn't he? No, he's worse. You can't stop what's coming. Death always wins. Your world might be gone, but mine isn't. You let that tower fall, billions of people die. Do they have guns and bullets in your world? You're gonna like Earth a lot. Let's go. You clawing your way out of the darkness? Did you tell the kid whoever walks with you dies by my hand? I will kill him for both of us. I do not aim at my hand. He who aims with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I aim with my eye. I do not shoot with my hand. the trailer for The Dark Tower, our new release review of this week. IMDb Plotline, The Last Gunslinger, Roland Deschain, I, I, you know me, people, uh, has been <laughs> locked in an internal battle with Walter Odim, also known as the Man in Black, determined to prevent him from toppling the Dark Tower, which holds the universe together. With the fate of the worlds, uh, of the worlds at stake, Good and evil will collide in the ultimate battle as only Roland can defeat uh, can defend the tower from the man in black. This is directed by Nikolov Arcel, sure. Uh, written by Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Pinkler, and uh, I think maybe others. I'm not going to click on that. Starring Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, Jackie Earl Haley, Tom Taylor, and more. Uh, as I said previously, this is based upon the uh, Stephen King book, The Dark Tower. Uh, there was a whole Dark Tower series, as is my recollection, and uh, as I had mentioned previously, I, I have not watched those. I have not read those films. I haven't watched them either because they haven't been in a movie until just now. <laughs> but I haven't. I haven't read any of the books, so I don't have any connection there. Um, but this is something that had been kind of in the hopper for quite some time. There had been a lot of rumors as to who would kind of be in it and where things were going to go, who was going to direct it, how many films it would be. Should this even be a film? Should this be uh, something along the lines of like a miniseries or something, uh, as a lot of Stephen King's you know work is uh, rather long? Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I don't really know how to to do this because it, it's tough. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> Let's start with this, man, because this thing is not too awful long. This thing is 95 minutes long, and I think that really kind of... Uh, I think that tipped a lot of people because they were like, oh, well, this is, it's an epic book. It's an epic series. It seems like, you know, this may be the, also the start of something, you know, big. And, it, you know, it's from, from what I'm reading here, it looks like one of Stephen King's things at the beginning of the books and stuff, the good, bad, and the ugly, along with the Lord of the Rings, uh, were the primary influence for uh, the book series of The Dark Tower. And, but here's the thing, though, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna be big and you're gonna be as epic, dropping it down to 95 minutes may not be the best thing. And I'll think and I think I'll say this as far as like one of my main critiques of this movie uh, is that it doesn't seem like it's it seems like it's very interested in getting through the story and getting through the story fast. And uh, so I don't really have a giant space of this and how this thing kind of works out. Because everything is going so fast. You got this kid, uh, uh, Jake Chambers, played by Tom Taylor, who I thought I'd recognize from something, but when I look at his IMDb, I don't know what he's been in. But So I've not seen any of these things. Uh, But I guess he goes to the school of uh, looks like a lot of kid actors. (laughs) But uh, he's fine in it. There's no real bad actors in this per se. But, uh, you know, so he's, he's got problems. In school, he's obsessed with this, you know, this whole dark tower thing that's in his mind, and uh, he's he's got his mom that's like really concerned for him, and his stepdad who's like uh, kind of a dick. They want to ship him off to you know a psychiatric. Uh, it's it's weird. It's like a psychiatric uh, you know uh, weekend weekend camp or something. And uh, it's not exactly that. Those people may be there to actually uh, get him or something. It's again. The problem with this thing is, is that they go so fast, and it's not like, oh, it's at a breakneck speed as so much as it is, we just kind of leave shit out, you know? And I think that's the biggest problem, is them not really fleshing things out. Because, But also, at the same time, while I would like to have more of that, while I would like to have more of the story, while I would like for you to flesh it out and everything... One of my big problems with this as well is is that even at 95 minutes, it seems like it's so damn long. It seems like it's re- it seems to take forever to do what it's doing, but it's never stopping the entire time. How do you do something like that? <laughs> it's really, really bizarre. Uh, and also to give you an idea, budget for this one is $66 million. Opening weekend here is at 19, $19.1. So uh, this thing's a bomb, man. This thing is not going to do well. Uh, they leave it open and everything to do do more. And um, I don't know if they will at this point. It seems, it seems unlikely, I would say. Not impossible, but fairly unlikely. Let's talk about the stars here real quick. Uh, Idris Elba as the gunslinger. I love Idris Elba, as I think uh, you know, most people do. Uh, he's a fantastic actor, has a lot of gravitas, brings a lot of this in there. Um, a lot of people, when the names were initially announced uh, of Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, they thought Matthew McConaughey, I mean, just from looking at the uh, you know pictures on the book itself, the covers, if you will, for The Gunslinger. Uh, gunslinger, white dude. And uh, so they said, okay, we got Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. And people were like, okay, well, Matthew McConaughey, all right, that kind of makes sense. Idris Elba, that'd make an awesome bad guy right there. Well, they flipped the script on us, everybody, and they said, no, Matthew McConaughey is going to be the uh, the man in black. Not Johnny Cash, but uh, uh, man in black. <laughs> and Idris Elba is actually going to be the gunslinger. And everyone's like, okay, well, no, that's, that seems like, you know, Idris Elba is like, I mean, he's a heroic dude. Uh, he's he's the film finds pick for the next Bond. I'd love to see that. I think I think he'd be fantastic as that because he's just he's a a British. B he's just a big formidable dude. And you think that you look look at him. He's a handsome fella. I think he could get some ladies and stuff. He's at least as handsome as Daniel Craig is. <laughs> he's probably better looking than that. But um. Okay, I'll take him as a gunslinger. That's fine. And Matthew McConaughey, and again, I don't know from the book, so I can't speak from that from that era here. Uh, but 
it seems to me like Matthew McConaughey as a man in black is a is an odd choice. Now, again, I like Matthew McConaughey. I know a lot of people are kind of hit or miss with McConaughey and his acting and whatnot and are, are always waiting for him to just all right, all right, all right, through everything. And But I don't know that this was the role for him. I think Idris Elba could have played either. Frankly, I almost would have liked him to see him play uh, the man in black better just on account of... You know, the villains have juicier roles, you know? They got the better lines. You know, if you're going to, if you as an actor are going to play something, would you rather play Magneto or Professor X? I'd rather play Magneto all day long. Way better character to play, right? I mean, Professor X is a a good character, but if you want to act, boy, you go Magneto, right? And so I just don't know that McConaughey, because because he is a slighter man, has that kind of feel to me uh, that he could be this all powerful kind of being and whatnot. And again, you do bring you, you you say you don't want to, but you have to you end up having to bring in the baggage that Matthew McConaughey is Matthew McConaughey, and he doesn't have that kind of. Um, super powerful, overly sleazy, and like even something like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, right? Where he, you know, he kind of has more or less a cameo in that flick, but he's like a he's a slick kind of shitty douchebag kind of guy. And even then, he's kind of likable. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be liking the guy that says, "Hey, you need to fuck over your clients and snort some coke while you're doing it." You know, you don't want that guy to be there. But there's something about that guy that you also kind of like. Because you're just like, yeah, it's like he's, 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 the, he's the kind of horrible guy you like to hate. And this, you want this character to be a horrible, vile, heartless person or being how, or whatnot. And I, I don't feel that happens with this character. I don't feel that he has the gravitas needed to bring the evil to this role. Now, let's just say we keep Idris Elba in the role and not put him in the Man in Black, which I think would have been good. But again, oh, Jesus, the world we live in, it would have been like, oh, you know how this is. I know some of you are going to be like, that's not how it would have been. But trust me, it would have. Oh, so the black man sees the bad guy? Oh, okay. That's just how it is. So the black man's always always the bad guy. It may also be about who's the better person for the role. And I think Idris Elba would have been made a, he's a good gunslinger. I think he would have made a way better Man in Black. Just because he's formidable. He's scary. He's a scary dude because he's big. And when he puts on that big, gruff voice and everything, it's fucking frightening, dude. I'm scared of that guy when he's the good guy. <laughs> he's really, really good. Um, so I wish the roles would have been reversed. And I could have, you know, seen Matthew McConaughey as being the more kind of, uh, you know, virtuous, maybe a little more aw shucksy kind of thing. Just, uh, frankly, Matthew McConaughey, for Christ's sakes. And it's not like he hasn't helmed action films and stuff before. You know, you got Sierra and shit like that. Well, maybe not great films, but they're they're serviceable enough for what they are. Uh, So I think that's really where one of the, I mean, outside of the story itself, as far as from a casting perspective goes, I think that may be the biggest fuck up in this. And I mean, God bless for trying to get something different and, you know, switching up the game a little bit. But is it always worth it? In this case, I don't know. But the story goes along, and, and what's interesting, though, is that like the f- this is really two different movies. Now, from what I understand also, this thing uh, was mired in a lot of reshoots and whatnot, and it feels like it probably was. And I wonder which one was... I wonder which side is the, is the actual reshoots and stuff, because the first half and the second half are very different movies. And I like this second half a lot more. So the first half, uh, you kind of are in the kind of the old, I'll say olden times. That's not really it. Maybe alternate world. Again, they don't set up shit very well, so I don't really know what it's called. Uh, but it's it's back in the Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey kind of things where the tower is and all this kind of jazz. And uh, the kid eventually ends up kind of going back there, meeting up with the, uh, with the gunslinger and whatnot. And... This is where everything is pretty boring to me. I, I'm pretty bored with what's going on. The storytelling is very lackluster. But eventually we get to the point 
where we go back into the present day. And this, for the second half of the movie, is where things pick up. It feels like a completely different movie. And I would hope, I would hope that this second half is what they actually went and reshot. Because if they did, bravo, maybe you should have reshot the first half too. (laughs) Double your budget, shoot the whole damn thing over again. (laughs) Because the first half didn't work. It was it was it was boring. I just I was not engaged in it. But when they came back, I was a little bit more engaged. Uh, and it was it somehow it got fun in the present day. And I, I like this fantasy stuff too, man. I was I'm a giant Lord of the Rings fan. I've seen you know uh, all, you know all three back to back in the theater, extended versions tw- twice. So I, I, I'm big on the fantasy stuff. So it's not like that's something that I'm you know against. Uh, it's just got to be done well. And I don't think that was done too awful well here. Um, at the end of the day, though, I, I didn't go out of it hating it, but I certainly did not go out loving it. And I think that's almost more of the problem with this thing, is that, in a sense, it's more mediocre than anything else. And as we say on uh, Hero Movie Podcast a lot, it's almost more, it's almost worse to be, you know, middling than to be either fantastic, uh, you know, to be work, to be like a terrible movie. There's like I either like a really great movie or a really bad movie, uh, because even bad movies you can still kind of like, right? There's enough in there that you can like. Oh well, that's that's certainly fun enough. But with this, it is another one that you're just like, oh boy, I don't. Eh, it's it's just not what you want it to be. It's just not there. It's not terrible. It's not so terrible that you can go, oh, what a what a great and utter pile of shit. But it's not good enough either to go, oh, that was really good. So it, it's neither neither or. And for a movie that seemed like it was awful slow in a lot of places, I really wish they would have. I wish I would have gotten more of the movie. Maybe I would have been a little bit more invested. Maybe I would have cared a lot more. Um. And there's, there's always, there's kind of, there's, there's a Stephen King tie-in kind of stuff and whatnot where, you know, and, and they don't really go into it where they talk about the kid having, having the shine, you know, so that's obviously from the shining and whatnot. And it's not something that's, you know, un, unheard of as, as, as a lot of people know that are Stephen King fans of his books kind of having an intermingling sort of thing going on. I'm actually listening to the audiobook for it right now. And of course, like Shawshank prison gets brought up in that. So it's not something that he hasn't been planting, you know, throughout the years, uh, with his books and whatnot, but, um, they just pass over it really fast. There's no real kind of anything to it. And again, this may be more helpful if you've read the books, but frankly, from what I can kind of tell the people that have read the book, this may not be what you want to see. (laughs) So, it is what it is. Uh, I, I can't say that I recommend that people go out and see it unless you're like a super hardcore Stephen King fan and you, you're kind of a completionist, must see no matter what. Then maybe you could go see it. Uh, but even then, I think you're probably going to be disappointed because it's not, you know, it's probably not what you're looking for. It's too much, too fast, too, uh, you know, too little, and is trying to encompass too many things at once and not letting it actually go through and breathe. If you want to make something like your Lord of the Rings and, and things of that nature, um, do what those movies did. Take the time. Take the time to do something. You know, each one of those movies was long. But you got a lot out of it, and even and 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 that's when you also know that you've got something really good there as well. Is that when you did those uh, the director's cuts for Lord of the Rings? They made an already very long movie even longer. Most of those average almost four hours a piece. You made them even better. So it, it all depends upon your storytelling. It all de- all depends upon who's behind the camera, who's writing this thing. Akiva Goldsman is one of those cats that is either like hit or miss. It is either like, oh, fantastic, or oh, what a piece of garbage. Um, and I'm sorry, he tends to land more on the latter. Uh, so I, I, I can't really say that I recommend this. Uh, there are definitely other better ways to use your uh, dollars at the movie theater right now. So uh, go do those instead. 
again, I, I wish I had a little bit more to say about this. I wish I had a little bit more of a reference, but uh, having not really read the book, if you've read the book and or seen the movie, email me at thefilmfind at gmail.com. I'd love to read your comments uh, on the next show and everything, and uh, hopefully Matt will be back at that point. And uh, that'll just about do it, everybody. So, um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for uh, you know dealing with a, a single mic episode. I know those get a little bit... Uh, a little bit wary there just because of the fact it's like Adam just keeps talking. He keeps talking and there's no one else to put in something that's smarter than what he's saying. I get that. I get it. It's understandable. Uh, but join us back here next week. Uh, we'll talk about Detroit and probably a couple other things here as well. And uh, thank you guys. Uh, thank you to the people over at Patreon, man. Again, you guys are why I keep doing this and we're going to be able to continue doing this thing on and on and on so again thank you to krista thank you to rocket face thanks to matt and uh you know you guys are uh your ace is in my heart man and i'll be putting out some more material and stuff for you guys coming awful soon uh get you some bonus episodes and things of that nature that is it everybody join me and hopefully fingers crossed matt smith next week when we talk about uh, detroit and probably a couple more things until then uh I got to come up with, I never really had a really great sign off for this show, but I'm going to come up with something. Thefilmfindgmail.com. Until then, see ya, fuckos. Another week, man. Another week. One more. We'll have a whole month straight of the film find, and uh, I'll be honest. I'll be uh, I'll be excited when that happens because that is uh, that's just another sign of back on track, man. Another sign of back on track. And like I said, uh, as I've, I've kind of mentioned before, uh, this this is all I'm doing right now. So uh, everything from you guys means a whole hell of a lot, and. Uh, we're going to be out at Dragon Con, uh, you know, at the beginning of the month. I know I'm definitely going to be seeing some of you guys there. Uh, we're not, we're still, <laughs> oh boy, we're still not sure of all the panel and stuff that we're going to end up doing. I, we're doing at least one. I know that much. We may be doing more. Uh, but hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be doing a lot. And I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a thing. 
Uh, I, I'm actually, I, I've been selected. I, well, I kind of applied, but then I also selected uh, to do uh, a bit of uh, commentating. Not commentating, that's not the right word. Moderation. That's the word I'm looking for. Doing a little bit of moderation for uh, Panels Air Dragon Con as well. Uh, so I'll be busy. I'll be busy doing stuff, man. And uh, honestly, I'll be busy doing something I like. Um, cause you know, when, when you do these, when you do, when people ask you, uh, it's like, you know, what do you want to do? What do you like? I don't say when you grow up, I'm an adult man, but <laughs> it, it's the old, if you had money, what would you, if you had money, if money was not an option and you could just do whatever that you wanted to do, what would it be? And this is it. This is exactly what I would do. And, um, I'm kind of, I'm in a sense I'm living the dream but I'm not living the I, I not yet. <laughs> I have the I have the dream uh not quite living it yet uh because as far as like from going hey all my bills get paid I'm I'm very far away from that but uh I, I'm I'm putting all the eggs in the basket right now. And um, I'm contacting people to have to try to work with as far as like sponsors and stuff goes for like trips to, to for the trip to Dragon Con because that's going to cause cause cost some money. And so if I need to sleep on any of your couches if I go to Dragon Con, uh, just just you know, I, I I you know I can sleep in the bathtub. I don't care if you have a room there. We that may have to be something that happens in the future. Otherwise, uh, I'll be sleeping out on the floor of the Marriott or something like that. Just go. No, I'm uh, it's it's camping cosplay. I'm uh, Carl the camper. And it's like, sir, that's just a sleeping bag. You are you are clearly a vagrant. You also smell. Could you please shower? And I'm like, yeah, you know, you make a valid point. Um. So hopefully that'll hopefully we won't have to do that. Uh, hopefully uh, some money will come through and things like that. But honest to God, like I said uh, at the top of the show, and 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 you'll continue to hear me say, uh, any support from you guys is always super welcome. And hopefully uh, we can continue to give you something week in and week out that you're pr- you're you're proud to support. You know, and uh, if we're not doing a good job, you know, let us know. If you want something to change, especially um, you know, if you're if you're a Patreon supporter and you want you know you want something, you go like, oh, you're the boss. You're you are the boss at this point. If you want us to start doing X, we'll probably take that into damn good consideration and probably do it because at this point, you guys are our bosses and we want to do uh, what we can to make sure that uh, you enjoy yourself, man. Because at the end of the day, without you guys, we got nothing. And without you guys, I would not have, I don't know that I would have the wherewithal to continue to do this. Now, for example, I'm recording this on a day to where uh, I could be going down my parents, uh, they, they got like a condo at the beach for the week, and I've been invited down for the last couple days and whatnot, and uh, I could slash should be on the road right now, but I've decided, I'm like, look man, these guys, they they put down some bread for me. I want to make sure that they get a podcast that's, you know, that's well worth listening to. And hopefully this was man. So, uh, again, uh, you'll, you'll probably hear me talk about it until the cows come home, but I am beyond grateful for all of you. Beautiful, beautiful bastards. And, uh, I just, it, from the bottom of my heart, it means everything. So, uh, we'll see you next week, uh, with Matt and, uh, looking forward to it, man. Talk to you guys later.